You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Well Daggum Podcast, where by the end of the show, we hope to have you saying, Well Daggum, I learned something today. Thanks to everybody that's been listening and tuning in and subscribing and rating and reviewing and uh, all that jazz that's out there uh, on the interwebs and such. Uh, we appreciate all that you do. If you don't do anything, we we'll still appreciate you for even listening. Um, that's just a big help all in itself. But if you do like to help out the podcast, make sure to go out there and share the posts that are to the social media platforms. Be sure to go out there to iTunes and rate and review. Leave a five-star rating if you want, and then leave a review about what you think about the show. Uh, it can be good or bad, but leave what you think. Don't leave what somebody else thinks or what you think I want you to think Think and think. What do you think about that? Um <laughs> but yeah, get out there, uh, share this stuff with people so that more people can be blessed in their ear holes with the smooth soundings of the well daggum world. Tonight on the podcast, we have a good reoccurring guest that we've had on here several times that have shared, he's shared many funny stories. Uh, and tonight we're actually going to dive into his life and some things that he's been dealing with of, uh, of just... Some things that people have to deal with in life. Uh, I'll not give away too much before we get into it, uh, but we have my good friend Sparky. How you doing, Danny Sparks? Hey there, buddy. I'm a four-time, four-time, four-time podcast guest. <laughs> it's like hosting the SNL, you know? You're, you're a number four or a, a fourth fourth generation. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a funny well, way like, to say it, but you're a fourth-time guest. I can be like Ricky Gervais and just go off on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here long enough. I don't care if you never ask me back, so I'm just going to say what I think. I'm like that employee that's been here for 20 years who just doesn't care anymore <laughs> and just tell everybody off. Uh, but but Danny recently has been through some, uh, he's been through some, I don't want to say hardships, but some changes in his life. And uh, it's bringing forth new things to have to think about. It's bringing forth um uh, life changes um, that we don't always expect to have to go through, but it's something he's having to deal with, and we wanted to kind of dive into it, have a little therapy session if, as if it were. But, uh, Danny, go ahead and share with us what's happening. Well, I just I recently went through gender reassignment surgery, and I'll just tell you, the uh, incisions have been infected for like a month, and it's gross. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the that's that's exactly not what not's happening what's i was not gonna say happening? i know a doctor that can help you so <laughs> hey, dr mom that's right dr wife <laughs> uh but yeah the going through some changes here uh you know recently becoming uh yeah i guess you could say single and and it, it's uh it's one of those things it's a little scary at this point in life man it's like you know, at 35, I thought being single at 20, 21 was rough. But when I was 20, 21, the worst you had to deal with was like MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you had, you had people arranged in your top friends. And, and when you fell out, you just dropped them out of your top friends and put somebody else back up there. 
and and at this point in life and at this day and time, it's a little bit scary, man. Yeah, just nowadays you have you have so many different options. It's like I don't even understand. Right. Um, at, at, you know, and, and I hear things about uh, Tinder. Tinder scares the the living poop out of me. <laughs> okay, I've never downloaded it. I've never tried it. Right. Um, I've been I've been separated for for about for a little over four months, and uh, it's like I don't even want to try that, man. It's just like I'm pretty old school, and and even the prospect of even getting out there is scary at this point. So right. it's just like, yeah, we're I mean, we're both we're both like 35, 36 age range. So we were discussing this earlier if that was considered midlife, and the way we live our lives, it it probably is midlife for us, but uh, yeah. But but knowing people, the younger people that are in the dating game that use Tinder just to meet up with random people, they don't have to do all the hard work of going out and meeting someone and being awkward and weird around them just to see if they are awkward and re- weird back to you so that you can ask them out on a date possibly if you can get all the gumption up to actually do that, the bravery and now all you have to do is take a picture of yourself that looks flattering, say something a little cute and funny in the profile, and that's what they have to go on. And then yeah, they it's <laughs> it's a completely it's a, that is insane to me. Yes. And, and, and the, the thing the thing is it's like and I've spoken to a few people and, and I'm not in in a position where I'm I'm going out trying to to grab a date or try to grab dinner dinner with anybody at this point. Uh, but just you know, you can't help but think that when you when you become a singular entity, yeah. that you you don't want to be alone. You don't want to spend your life by yourself. Yeah, because but you've been with somebody for so long. It's the normal thing to do. It's the the normal feeling of life at that point. Right. I have to I have to wash my own clothes now, man. It's not, <laughs> it's, it's uh. But no, I did I did that anyway. Sometimes right. I, I wasn't very good in the beginning, but. Uh, I got pre- I got pretty good at it, man. Just throw everything together, wash it on hot, and and hope like hell it comes out right. <laughs> See, we always wash in cold water. That way, we don't mess up any of the colors. That way, they stay better yeah, longer. Yeah. I don't so. see color, sir. Oh, okay. There you go. Colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> but so. uh, yeah, it's, it's a scary prospect, man. And and people people don't know how to communicate nowadays. It's all right. uh, social media. It's all texting and you know I, I look around at people even before now it's just like i'm a people watcher right i, I so, am too so i can't I, stop myself it gets a little annoying sometimes I, i'm an observant person and my background you know i went to college for criminal investigations man i can't help but investigate people and just look into things yeah and so i observe people anyway and it's just like you know i'll see uh, men and women guys and girls whoever out on a date you know, out to dinner or something, and neither one of them want to get off their cell phones. Right. <laughs> so how do you combat that? How are you, how are it? My, I guess my question is, how are you supposed to be more interesting than what people see on social media? Right. Because it gets projected. You, you look on Instagram, you see all these people with these perfect lives and yeah. all these, you, you know, the perfectly crafted uh, displays of their life that they, that they see and, and that's all you if that's all you fill your head with then nothing is going to be good enough right because everyday life as you and i know is pretty mundane man yeah. it's like oh I, w- I went to the bank today 
Right. Yeah. I you mean, know, I took out the trash and, you know, the garbage man came and got it. It was a, it was a success. You know, they showed up it today. Great, it was the craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to call in and have them come out this time. And it, it makes me think of uh, the movie 40 year old virgin uh, when uh, Steve Carell's in the, the stock room. And he was like, hey, man, what'd you do this weekend? After he just shared a story of going to Tijuana and watching one of those donkey shows where a woman has sex with a donkey. And, and he was like, so what'd you do? And Steve Carell was like, oh, you know, I really I made egg salad. I got a real hankering for egg salad. So, you know, I went out and bought like a dozen, maybe half a dozen eggs um, and some mayonnaise. And, uh, you know, and I, I boiled the eggs and I mixed them all up. And, uh, and, and then, you know, at the end of it all, uh, I realized I didn't have any bread. So, uh, yeah, I didn't so, even, yeah, so yeah, great, great weekend. Man. Yeah. I didn't even eat an egg salad sandwich, I, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's overall pretty good weekend. Pretty good. Pretty good. But that is, that's life. <laughs> that's, that's real that's life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are going to be days, not, I mean, not to continue on with Steve Carell, there are going to be days where you come home from work or you even spend your day off just vegging in front of the couch watching The Office, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you may or may not eat an entire medium Papa John's pizza in one sitting. Don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> hey, nobody can be actual Papa John himself that had 40 pizzas in 30 days. Oh, yeah, he's going to turn into a pizza. The picture, <laughs> the picture of him at that point in time, he's also going through a divorce. Oh. And, and, and I'll tell you why I didn't comment on anything Papa John did. <laughs> it's because, buddy, I, I understand them feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it's I all crashing in on you. Days. <laughs> it's all going downhill, man. Well, I mean... It's like I get them feels. I'm like, right on, man. Yeah, you know what? I would make fun of you, but I, I sympathize with you. <laughs> I've, I've done a similar thing myself, sir. <laughs> now you had been married and things. You say what? Thirteen years? Yeah, uh, thirteen years, man. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's a long time, uh, and to to be not so much settled in your ways, but to be adjusted to that that style of life. Being with someone, big, being around your kids all the time, it, it's your what you look forward to when you get off work, or you know, it, it's your your normal everyday thing. So it's for, a huge change. It's a huge lifestyle change. Yes, you go you go from coming home from work to uh, a house full of noise, and then then boom, it's just completely dead quiet. And so you're adjusting, and and it's just like everything you thought you knew, you don't know anymore. Yeah. So you're having to adjust and change, and it's scary. It's um, the prospect of it is scary, but at the same time, man, I, I look my my ex and I, I couldn't have asked for for a better one uh, because because she's really good uh, about about uh, sharing the kids and and getting them to call me and having and having time with them and things. And, and we split, we split time between us. We live right. like 10 minutes apart. Right. So it, it's not, she's not using I, them to hurt you. Absolutely not. So that's no, good. She, she's, she's a great mother. Yeah. And I have, I have, awesome. I have nothing to say about that. So it's, it's just a matter of at this point, it's not even so much about that end. It's about me adjusting to this new lifestyle. Right. And that's the scary part. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been talking with people, uh, not so much about psychology, but just our thoughts and stuff like that. We've been, we threw around the concept of psychology, but we basically have just been talking about, um, just our thoughts in general for my, my close friends around here. And, and that makes me think of this in this same situation here of like, it's a crisis moment in life, uh, in church and stuff growing up. Uh, they always talk about different crisis, uh, points in your life. You know, the crisis of what brings you to get saved and become a Christian. What point brings you to, uh, trying to find a deeper relationship. There's a crisis moment there. And then, now taking that and looking at in everyday life, this crisis here, where are you going to go from here? You know what I mean? Like what, what are you going to decide to do with this? Are, and like you said, the Papa John's guy eating 40 pizzas in 30 days, are you going to decide to uh, wallow in the, the, the darkness or the, the quietness, or are you going to, you know, start a wood shop one piece at a time and, and start building, you know, art, out of wood and leave it on the side of a creek bank somewhere, you know? <laughs> I, I think at this point, and, and I've had this experience before. I've been married twice. Um, I didn't have any kids with my first wife, thank God. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank Jesus Christ for not having children <laughs> with my first wife. Uh, but, you know, and I've been through this before, and the first time I, I didn't do, I didn't fare so well. Yeah. Um, spent a lot of time moping around and, and kind of feeling sorry for myself and not really adjusting and, and doing things the right way. Yeah. Dwelling and, on the past. And, and, and this time, and this time it's a, it's a, it's a lot different. Yeah. Uh, for a, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one, because of the length of the relationship and two, because we have children together. So it's, it's not like, it's kind of like, even if I wanted to, yeah, I couldn't mope around because I have kids. Yeah, it's you, like there's I too much to, responsibility to be a sad sack. Yeah, I can't sit around feeling sorry for myself. And and since the last time we talked, I uh, I got cleared to work. I got a new job. Yeah. And uh, congratulations, started, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Been doing pretty good with that, and uh, I get to travel a lot. Um, kind of go, uh, kind of go out uh, uh, a little bit, and. Uh, get to see some more of this great country that we live in and uh there's and, more uh, there's it, more than there's more than martin county uh believe it or not <laughs> uh you know i was i was a little you know when i showed up at the uh memphis airport i was like what's what's, what's this <laughs> what do i do now i don't uh someone guide me here yeah it's like what is this and um and uh, I started with that, and I, I really enjoy it, and uh, I like the schedule, like the benefits, like the pay, man. So I'm pretty happy on that on that end. And, Good. And, and, and I can't sit here and say I'm not a blessed man. I, I really, really can't say that because, like, it, in, in all things considered, it could be a heck of a lot worse. Uh, right. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just like I said, and what we've touched on uh, a few times here is just adjusting to the new normal. Yeah, and whatever that means, because what is normal anyway? Right. I mean, normal for one person may be completely different for another person. Well, that that uh, makes me that makes me think of my life a little bit and like the decisions I made. I had a discussion with my friend uh, Dave Crum, who uh, who's recently starting a podcast, and he had me on his show, and he referred to me as someone that goes to the beat of my own drum. And he said, Josh, that's something I've admired about you. Uh, over the years, he's like, no matter what everybody else was doing, you kind of went to the beat of your own drum. 
And so is that a kind way to tell you that you're an asshole? Uh, sometimes it can be. In this sense, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah. it, it made me feel good to think about how I handled my life situations because I had deep relationships when I was younger, and and you know we were talking about the Tinder thing, and back when I was single and in my in my twenties, you know, I was I was out there running around trying to get up with whatever woman that would. Uh, uh, find me fancy, you know, and and it terrifies me to think if I had Tinder, I w- I'd probably be dead by now or married with a lot more children um, <laughs> way earlier in life than I wanted. And uh, but or just, even scarier, estranged with a lot more. Children. <laughs> <laughs> but but what uh, what makes me happy of my decision in life was to not settle for more than what I wanted. Like I, I had people I was in love with that I would have given up anything for, and you know, there's no ill will towards them. I had bad moments and good moments with people, but like, had I not met my wife when I did, and we were, you know, in our thirties, like I, I was right around thirty when we first met each other, and had I not met her then and met her at any point in my life, she never would have given me a second glance, you know, and right. for us to wait until we found the person. We found each other at the right time, because if we had met at any other time in life, it never would have worked out the way it has now, and and people wouldn't be getting blessed in their ear holes. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they would not have their ear holes blessed with the goodness of the, of the radio esque quality of voice. Of and so, so yeah, it, I mean, I'm thankful for that in that concept that I'm not. I'm not having to go through that. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that either. I enjoy everybody's different process or everybody's different steps in life that they go through because there's no right or wrong way. This way worked out for me. And, you know, this might seem like a hard time now, but this could work out in your favor in the long run to find uh, what it is your passion really is or to find out what what's really going to put you in the place you need to be in, even though it's hard. Uh, we generally find the we generally find the the sweeter spot of things uh, through rough patches. And that's the attitude I'm trying to keep having. Right. You know, I'm human. I have I have uh, I have hard moments with things, and it's mostly because you know I've been so used to over the years having my kids around me every day. That's that's a hard adjustment. Yeah. And 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 you know my kids and. Uh, they're hard to not be around. They're very yeah. sweet, sweet kids. Yeah. And, uh, especially when they're trying to get you arrested at a uh, major league ballpark. <laughs> Go back to episode so, uh, number, I, I can't remember. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that, in the post. Is that 19? <laughs> I think so. It was, it was around 19, yeah. Okay. I mean, that was just a stab. So if I'm right, guys, uh, you know, somebody somebody owes me uh, somebody owes me a steak dinner because I, I, I got it right off the top of my head. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I could see how that would be like right now in life, taking care of the kids fully like I do. Um, I could see taking a break for a little while of how much that would be great. Um, but even today, as I was at home, I took my boy to his little school that he goes to. And it was just me and my little girl, you know, two years old, almost two. And I, I just looked at her and saw her smile. And it, it drove me crazy. You know what I mean? I just looked at her and I was like, hey, guess what? And she's like, what? I was like, I love you. And she just giggled and ran through the house, you know. And I was just like, "Man, like I didn't know I could, I didn't know I could love something that much, you know, or <laughs> love someone that yeah. much." 
And man, there's a, there's nothing like being a parent, especially yeah. if you're a good parent and you love your kids. Right. Because because when I see my kids, they just make me happy, and yeah. I have good kids. Yeah. Uh, and and to go back to the scary prospect of things, it's like you know I kind of thought I was done in that area. Right. And I mean, at, at this point, it's it's like, and I haven't delved in too deep to the prospect of 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 getting out there and things, but it has crossed my mind. It's like, you know, at, at, at my age, it likely if I, if I end up with somebody that, that I'm, I, they're probably going to end up having kids Yeah. or we may, have been, we may end up having kids of our own. And it's like, man, I, I had closed the door on that portion of my life a long time ago. Yeah. Because, you know, we had, we had a lot of complications, uh, my ex and I, and, 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 and we made the decision on her end to not have any more children because of health concerns. Yeah. And, and, and I never, never thought at any point that, uh, there would be a possibility that I could be a dad to somebody else. Right. And, and that is a scary, scary prospect. And that's even further on than the prospect of getting out there and being a, being a boyfriend or husband or significant other to somebody else. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's just, it's a terrifying situation, man. And, and it'll almost cripple you if you let it. But, yeah, And that's not even like, that's not even to say that you're trying to do that, but just the mere thought of it is, yeah. yeah. And, and this, these are things that you have to think about because I mean, it's the reality of the situation. Right. So, I, I mean, if you're going to move on with your life, which you inevitably have to, and, and, and try to find some sort of happiness you have to really introspectively think about these things to to ready yourself in a way. Yeah, it's like I'm. Pa- it's like you're paving a path. Okay, yeah. it's like you're you're building a road. You're paving a path. Otherwise, you're just kind of aimless and, and and going in a direction you don't know. So it's it's. And I'm a you know as Kevin Malone on The Office says, I'm a classic overthinker. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, so, uh, so I put more into the thought of, of, of the future and what might happen to prepare myself for things. So I'm not surprised later on down the road. And it's not like it's a big surprise. I mean, at, at, you know, mid thirties, if you get with anybody around your age, you're looking at, you're looking at that being, being just a fact of life, being a thing that you have to do. And I love kids. Yeah. Love kids. Uh, I always wanted more kids. But it just wasn't in the cards, and I'd accepted that a long time ago. So now this new, this new information has entered my brain. And it's like I've had to delve up old feelings, yeah, and and try to like, okay, is this something that I want? Is this something that I'm ready for? Is this something that, and and you know, I I I think that that I would want a person who would want to love my kids just as much as I do. And, and I would want to love someone else's kids as much as they do. Yeah. Because that's, that's the only thing that's fair right. in a relationship. It's like you, you accept everything that comes with it Yeah, and you make it your own in a way. Right. So, so it's just, man, it's just a, yeah, it's, it's intimidating. It's a lot. Yeah. It, it is intimidating. It's a lot. It's not even just the prospect of getting out there and and asking someone out to dinner or doing this because I'm I'm old school man. It's not like I'm gonna jump on Tinder and and go hook up with somebody. I've never right. been that person. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And and 
Yeah, so you're not you're not young and dumb anymore. You're you're mid age and and not. I'm mid age and relatively dumb. <laughs> yeah, so. see, it's a, there's a difference. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, so it's it's just it's just it is intimidating and 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 looking at looking at things from a different perspective, even it, like. Even even if I even if I was into somebody, if I liked them and stuff, it's just like it's a scary prospect to even just say that to somebody because it's feel there's still and I know you haven't been through this, but it's like and I don't know if anybody else does this, but it's almost like you've been in a relationship so long, it's like you feel like it's the wrong thing to do to say that to someone else because you feel like you're being, you know, ugh, skeevy or dishonest yeah. because you still have those those feelings of like hey I you know, I'm a married guy or whatever, and, and I, I'm, I'm not going to do this. So it's just, you have to, it's almost like you build yourself up to a point of an anxiety attack. Yeah. Almost because, because you, and I haven't done it yet. Uh, I don't, don't really plan on doing it at this point, but, uh, but just the thought of it is, it's just anxiety inducing, man. It's just, yeah. it's scary. Yeah, I my now this has always been my thought process behind thought process behind it um, that when you go through uh, a traumatic separation, uh, even just dating someone or engagement or marriage, uh, I always tell people to take a break of single celibacy type deal. And not saying that it's just like you know don't don't go out there whoring around, but I'm just saying just to find yourself. It sounds right. I absolutely recommend it because, and I know it's a cheesy thing to say. Yeah, I was going to say it's super corny to say that, but like. <laughs> if, if, but it, but it, and, and what I'm going to say is something corny that you hear all the time. But if you can't love yourself, man, you can't love somebody else properly. That's right, Dr. Phil. So, um, <laughs> so, so I mean, I mean, it's, it's true, man, yeah. because, because if you're battling yourself at every step of the way, you can't show someone else that the type of love that they need. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's a point of fact that, that you have to, when a plane goes down, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Otherwise you can't, you can't help anybody else. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's in a way it's putting yourself first to be able to put other people first. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. I think it does. So, so, so it's like self care, uh, it's, it's, uh, self-management and, and, and having self-worth and goals and dreams and things and being able to find somebody that shares that with you. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just as long, listen, listen, I am perfectly fine with getting back out there and, and doing things that I need to do. As long as I find a woman that's okay with selling the house at retirement age and going on the road in an RV and camping like 24 seven for the next however long we're living. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, that's, uh, that's a rough prospect to find. You'd have to find a pretty, you have to find a pretty rock and shake the tree for that. <laughs> Well, I, I thank you for sharing uh, a bit into your life again, Danny. Like I said, you're a fourth time guest, um, and I'm very thankful. Four time, four time, four time champion. <laughs> I'm very thankful that you're able to share this with us. That you feel comfortable enough to share it on the podcast. Uh, I wish you all the best, man. I'm going to keep in contact with you, of course, and I'm sure you'll be back on the show again sometime. Um, and I will. Yeah. Oh, I didn't talk about my podcast. No, man. Hit it up. Give it a little shout out uh, there. 
I had started a podcast a little while back called uh, A Nightmare on Pod Street. Right. And <laughs> and I did two episodes, and I just couldn't get the hang of it, man. It was a cryptozoology podcast, and I did two episodes. The first episode was on the Boggy Creek Monster, which is basically the Midwest version of the Bigfoot. Yeah. And then I did the Lost Colony of Roanoke, which was was the the clan of people who disappeared. Yeah. Um, uh, who were the first settlers in the United States? Um. Uh. So, so I did some introspective thinking, and I thought maybe changing the format of the podcast. Because it just wasn't working for me. Right. And, uh, well, and you had a lot going on. <laughs> well, I had a lot going on. And and I tried it a couple different ways. I tried writing a script and reading off it, but it was more like a robotic type of thing. And then yeah. I tried a freeform thing, and then I was like, uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I'm revamping. <laughs> I'm, I'm revamping and renaming. And uh, I'm going to have a little bit more of a freeform podcast and try to have some guests on there just to shoot the breeze, man. It's called uh, Knuckle Draggers Incorporated. Nice. So, so that's going to be hitting your ear holes pretty soon. And uh, cool. I'm going to try to line up some guests and, and have some things going on. Uh, hopefully, uh, Will Dagum will, sure. uh, will be will be a uh, a formal guest on the podcast here soon. I hadn't asked him yet, but oh well, uh, I, it, well, I'll check his schedule and I'll let you know if he's good to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just put it down on the calendar man. right <laughs> yeah, that's awesome man and be sure that to know that we'll we'll promote from here and people will be able to find out about it through our uh through our social media platforms and stuff i'll be sure to put that out there so that people can find you easier as well uh but yeah make sure to go out there and check knuckle draggers incorporated uh i'm excited about it already i was excited about your first uh shot at it there so i'm excited about what you're revamping with uh, well, thank you. It'll be it'll be really fun to enjoy and be a part of, I'm sure. But um, you but, can be sure it's going to be interesting because uh, there's always going to be Tito's vodka involved. <laughs> it's a requirement. <laughs> it's a requirement of the podcast on both ends. So get yourself ready there, well, Yeah, you have to you have to call ahead and make sure that they uh, go out and purchase these products. Uh, I started for, I started drinking uh, Tito's tequila or Tito's tequila. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Yikes. Tito's vodka because of uh, Burt Kreischer. Yeah, because of Burt Kreischer, he was uh, he's a very adamant supporter of uh, Tito's vodka. Yeah, because they give so, him free uh, cases. <laughs> yeah, they give yeah, they give him free cases. So if I can get myself to that level, yeah. I don't care if I make any money. I don't care if I get any notoriety or fame. I just want that sponsorship. Hey man, you know you got to start low. So just aim it like you know Tampax or something like that. They'll, they'll give you free cases well, of stuff that way. Uh, it, but they're pretty big. I'm just aiming for like Joe's pawn shop or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go hit them up. They might use you, dude. They might promote through I, you. Well, you got to catch them on the right day. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> bring him a couple of cases of pop. You should be getting be able to get lined out. Do you need Pepsi or Mountain Dew? <laughs> but anyway, like I was saying before, thank you for sharing a, a little bit into your life, man. We wish you the best. Uh, we'll find out how things are going. And uh, and m- myself personally, I'll be checking in on you just to make sure things are on the up and up and, and keeping you encouraged to uh, to get out there and, uh, and try to do something bigger. You know, get out there and do something uh, for you and, and uh, experience your life again, you know. Uh and who knows? You I got to I got to build on this, man. I can't be stagnant. So it's it's, uh, it's not an option at this point, man. I'm That's not good. ready to 
I'm not ready to go out at, at 35, so... There you go. Uh, whole, whole new life. It's a little scary. Yeah, it's terrifying to me. I know that. I just got started with my marriage and stuff in the past six years or so. So I'm, or well, I guess we're going to come up on five years of marriage, uh, but six years of work. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I feel for you. I, I do. Um, but other than that, um, and you promoted your podcast, we got that in there. Um, other than that, man, I hope things keep going well, and uh, I guess we'll talk at you again real soon, okay? Yeah, man. It'll right. be a five-time, five-time, <laughs> five-time, five-time, <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you.